Chapter Twenty One of the Border Bandits. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Border Bandits by J. W. Buell. Train robbery at Gad's Hill. After leaving the scene of their hot springs adventure, the five daring highwaymen, finding that they were not pursued, rode up into the northern part of Arkansas, where they had several friends, and there planned a scheme for plundering a train on the Iron Mountain Railroad. The place chosen for the purpose was Gad's Hill, a very small station in Wayne County, Missouri, which in the summertime is almost hidden by the copse of pine trees which surrounds it the adjacent country was a very jungle in which it was easy to hide and elude the most determined pursuit on the last day of january eighteen seventy four but little more than two weeks after their last successful robbery the five bandits with frank james still acting as leader rode into the station and made prisoners of every man in the place consisting of the railroad agent a saloon-keeper blacksmith two wood-choppers and the son of dr john m rock these were confined in the station-house under threats of instant death if any attempt at escape were made having prevented every means of alarm the desperados turned the switch in order to ditch the train if it attempted to run past as gad's hill was only a flag station and then planted a red flag in the track immediately in front of the station house the train was not due until five forty in the evening at which time the shadows of twilight curtained the little place and prepared the approach of darkness promptly upon time the train came bowling along and the engineer seeing the danger signal ahead brought the engine to a standstill alongside the station-house. No one was seen when the train stopped, but in a moment thereafter Cole Younger mounted the cab and with drawn pistol compelled the engineer and fireman to leave the engine and walk out into the woods. Mr. Alford, the conductor, was arrested by Jesse James as he stepped from the train to ascertain the cause of the display of the red flag he was forced to give up his watch and seventy-five dollars in money after which he was placed in the station-house then began a sack of the passengers clell miller jim younger and frank james searched the affrighted people in the cars while jesse james and cole younger taking opposite sides of the train maintained a watch and kept shooting in various directions while they uttered terrible oaths and threats to keep the passengers in a state of constant trepidation after stripping all the passengers of every bit of valuables the outlaws proceeded to the express car where they broke open the safe and secured the contents the mail car was next plundered and the letters cut open one of which contained two thousand dollars and several smaller sums were obtained the total amount of booty secured by the bandits was about eleven thousand five hundred dollars having again successfully accomplished their criminal purpose without meeting any resistance 
The five desperados released those confined in the station house. The engineer and fireman were recalled from their position in the woods, and the train was ordered to proceed. Then, mounting their horses, which were hitched nearby, the outlaws rode into the brush and disappeared in the darkness. When the train reached Piedmont, information of the robbery was telegraphed to Little Rock, St. Louis, and all the towns along the road. On the following day, a large body of well-armed men started from Ironton and Piedmont in pursuit of the desperate outlaws, and soon got on their own track. The pursuing party found where the bandits had breakfasted, sixty miles from Gad's Hill. Following the trail closely on the second day, the citizens' posse reached the spot where the outlaws had spent the night, and they were encouraged by the belief that a capture might be effected before the close of the day. But suddenly the party came to a low marsh, through which it was dangerous to ride, and in searching for a pathway around the boggy district, much time was lost, and the trail of the robbers could not be found again, so the pursuit was abandoned. End of chapter 21 Recording by John Brandon